Welcome to Ashes with Ash, a storytelling podcast from your tobacconist community, bringing you stories of life behind the cigar. Join me on this adventure to find the coolest cigar lounges, smoke some lovely cigars, and seek out the most incredible stories from our cigar lounge friends, owners, and customers. Let's tap into these untold stories with a little smoke and ash. Thank you for listening to episode number eight. Today, Jennifer is here to tell us her story of how she got into smoking cigars, her awesome outdoor work life as a utility forester, and she talks a bit about her passion for weightlifting. I hope you all enjoy. Awesome. How's it going? Oh, great. I am sitting outside and it's a little too hot for my Oregonian body, but it's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> keep, no. Keep going through. It's supposed to be 108 here today, which oh, is... Oh, my gosh. I know. And us Oregonians, like, I'm born and raised Oregonian, and it's just, it's crazy. Like, we hardly ever get over 100. I'm kind of on the yeah. west side of Portland, and it's it's killing us. We're, we're like, in freak out mode. We don't know what to do with ourselves, <laughs> but it's okay. Oh my gosh, I would be the same way. I was complaining it being like 80 degrees, honestly. <laughs> I'm so the same way. As soon as it hits like 75, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, where is, I need to be by the water with a drink. Like, that's the only time I want it hot is if I'm in the water sipping on something. Exactly. Aside from that, like 70s, that's all I want. Oh my God, exactly. Where are you located? So I'm just um, west of Portland in a town called Newburgh. <gasps> Oh my god, that's so cool. I'm actually reading a book right now. It's like based in Portland. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So tell us about yourself. So you live like a little bit outside of Portland. Where are you from? So I am a born and raised Oregonian. I grew up just east of Portland in a town called Clackamas. Um, I didn't go far. And then I went to college down at Oregon State University, which is about an hour and a half south of Portland. Um, and now I live up in Newburgh. So yeah, I, I haven't gone very far from where I live. I love to travel, but uh, yeah. living life always, always been in Oregon. I've always loved it here. Um, oh, it's so kind cool. of weird. It got a little crazy. I know everyone knows that. I think everyone oh, yeah. has a full understanding of Portland. Yeah, really? It's been like a crazy place now. It's always been weird. Um, but yeah, Oregon's just, it's wonderful. And it's kind of cool where Portland is, you know, you can go an hour and a half one direction and be in the mountains or an hour and a half in the other and be at the beach. Um, we have a pretty mild climate. It's not humid. So it's just, it's just a wonderful place to be, especially if you want to, you know, just have good people and be outdoors a lot. Um, you really can't beat it. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. I've all, I have never been to Portland somehow. <laughs> everyone oh, it's everyone big, tells me that I'll love it. Oh, it's, if you like, um, kind of you, I don't want to say a little hipster. It is a little hipster. It's Portland, right? I think, I think, I think everything's Portland. I think hipster. It's just, it's just the assumption that goes with it. But, um, it is known for its microbreweries and amazing food. We've actually won a couple of awards for our street, um, our food cart. You can just go anywhere and get amazing food and drinks. Um, right now, I don't know if I'd go because it's a little crazy. But when, when things settle down, um, it's yeah, it's a great place to be. Just the whole atmosphere. And it has this super um, just artistic kind of new age vibe that's also a little urban and industrial kind of depending on the portion you're in. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great place to be. Um, 
most days of the week. You can go in there. I don't know if I necessarily stay in Portland, but that's I'm more of a small town yeah. person. Um, yeah. But absolutely, you know, day trips, um, go to the art museum, stuff like that. There's a ton of theater. Um, great place to be. Oh, that's so cool. I lived in um, Asheville, North Carolina for a while. And everyone says it's like a smaller version of Portland. <laughs> I've never been, but now I'm really intrigued to go because I want to do the comparison yeah. side by side. Because I don't ever think in Nashville, I'll think of Portland. Because growing up in Oregon, and especially Portland, um, and I, I don't know if you've ever heard of like the Keep Portland Weird. Like there are bumper stickers yeah. all around. Like, yes, yeah, so that whole yeah, thing. So whenever I think Nashville, Nashville. Yeah. Do they, they really? Oh, man. They do. It's like Keep <laughs> Asheville Weird. Yeah. Oh, maybe, so it will, maybe it will be the same then. Because I'm just like, there's no way Nashville. Well, I guess maybe maybe they do. Maybe they have that little hippie patch, and it shows Asheville. It's right there. That's right, where it would yeah. be. <laughs> it's so funny. Or they call it also like a smaller version of Austin, which I've never mm. been to Austin either. I have friends there. I need to go. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, well, cool. it's a great so place. how did you get into smoking cigars, and when, and why? <laughs> oh man, I guess I'm not really. Sure. Like, I guess I kind of am, but you know, I kind of was always intrigued by them. And then, you know, as I got older, I kind of had them every now and then with friends and I always enjoyed them and I never really did anything with them. And then one day I was just like, I want to smoke a cigar. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about what I'm doing. I don't have friends that smoke. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I literally just went on to, you know, online to like cigars.com or like cigars international and I would just go to, and this sounds so cheesy, I'd just go to like their clearance section or whatever was on sale and be like, I'm going to buy, you know, this Alex Bradley five pack or AJ Fernandez, like whatever it was through a state. And I was going to buy these random samplers and see what I like. And I just started doing that over time. I just kind of built up a collection. I actually found this, the humidor that I still have today. And this would have been probably Oh, five, six years ago now. Um, I still have it. It's just this beautiful but simple, you know, cedar humidor with the little gauge on the front. Nothing fancy to it. Glass yeah. top, right? Like the kind of starter one. But I found yeah. it randomly at a Goodwill for ten bucks. Brand new. No all the I know, brand new. All the like wrap protection still on it. And I'm like, is this what I think it is? And oh I was still a novice at this point. I'm like, it is. I'm like, this is my sign. I need to start building my collection. So I took it home with me. And because I'm kind of like, I like to just peruse Goodwill, like, you know, antiques oh God, and yeah. kind of things like that. It's just totally my thing. So I just started stocking that up and I just start smoking over time and be like, no, don't like this, like this, you know, kind of I guess, created my own little palette of what I kind of knew I did and didn't like. Um, and I guess I'm still kind of building that. You know, I'm not I'm not super big on, like, one particular brand. I definitely have brands that I prefer more than the other. But I'm not, I guess you would say, you know, a aficionado in, in any way. <laughs> you can't just, you know, name drop something. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I know this, this, and this. Because that's not where I am. I'm still kind of, you know, finding my way through the cigar world. And I think everyone is, right? Because there's always new right. stuff coming out. Oh God, new yeah. brands small batch you know there's so much out there um but yeah so I just kind of started doing it and then I started an Instagram and it's not the Instagram that I currently use it was the one before this um and I just kind of started posting and then other people found me and then I found distinguished ruffians and all other people that kind of were in the same boat as me right you know just kind of finding their way through cigar slope um and that's kind of where I end up today it's just kind of this hodgepodge of different cigars and different brands and cool people that all just kind of get together and talk shop. And it's, it's great. Um, 
been a great oh, community awesome. to be in. And I'm sure you find them too, you know, through what you do. You just find so many people in the community that are just wonderful and full of knowledge oh and God, yeah. share their story and their their favorites. Yes, it has been so much fun. I've been meeting so many cool people through this podcast. And, you know, that was my goal, you know, just to find mm-hmm. people in the cigar community, new or not new or I mean, my very first episode was with someone who doesn't even smoke cigars, but she inherited a cigar shop. And it's like you can have this passion and love for cigars without even smoking. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's cool. Yeah, and I think it's cool. Um, My my mother lives with me. When my dad passed, she moved into my house. And, you know, I always kind of. I don't want to say feel bad because she doesn't smoke right so she sits out with me on the back deck and I'm smoking you know the smoke kind of goes I'm like oh I'm sorry but it's kind of that same thing where it's nostalgia right she's like it's okay I love it right she's like I have my dad and my uncle sitting on the back deck smoking cigars and I always love the smell of it right and I think you have people where it's just kind of that thing where it's just that nostalgia where like someone that was important in their life would just sit out there and smoke a cigar with their friends or family and have this moment right where it's just this almost this and I guess, you know, especially when you're younger, it's like the sophistication to smoking a cigar, seeing an adult having a cigar, right? So it's just, it exactly. brings up those memories. I could see being the shop owner that doesn't smoke. Um, but every time you walk in there, just thinking of your dad and all the people you've yeah. met and friends that come with that. So I could see that being really cool and kind of a side way just to be in, I guess, in the industry without actually, you know, smoking a cigar. So that that's really great. Right. I know it's been so awesome and that's a really cool idea you had that you just started buying packs of different cigars to try them that's a really good idea and you can get them so cheap yeah if you get you know like just random you know jr cigars whatever it is cigars.com you just go to their packs and they'll have because i just signed up for their emails and they'll be like hey it's gonna be you can get what was it like 10 cigars for like i don't know 25 bucks (laughs) it'd just be cheap i was like well i don't know what any of them are but i'm gonna find out (laughs) they come to me and i just yeah, and I just smoke it because that's, that's all you can do, right? And still to this day, I'll do that. You know, I'm a big person where um, there's if there's a couple that I always kind of, you know, go to. If they're there, I'll snag them just because I know I like them and I want to throw them in the humidor. Um, but there's random stuff where I just look at it and I'm like, that just looks delicious, right? Or like the wrapper is so intriguing where they've just designed it and it looks almost pretty. Where you're like, wow, this is this is like art, right? Where you have this beautiful cigar and this beautifully designed wrapper yeah. and you're like, this is coming home with me. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what exactly. it is, but it's going home with me and I'm going to smoke right. it and enjoy it and share it with the world. Um, but so and I still do that all the time, just grab stuff and, you know, smell it, see how it smells, you know, does the aroma kind of do anything for you? And that's really all you can do, especially if you're looking just to get into it. It's just try it because there's exactly. stuff that's going to that you're, you are going to look at or smell and you're going to be like, this is not going to be anything I'm into. And then you take that first, you know, few puffs and you're like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. So they'll all like throw you can... Yeah, you can look at cigar reviews all you want and all of, you know, what the flavors are and whatnot, but it's really all up to your taste buds. Even if somebody else doesn't like a cigar, you could like it. You never know. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's kind of the same thing with movies, right? Every time a movie comes out, everyone's jumping on like IMBD being like, oh, well, if it doesn't, the reviews are crappy. I'm never going to go watch it. I don't know how many times I've done that where I've been like, oh, this review sucks. I'm like, this is going to be an awful movie. And then I see it. I'm like, I thought it was great. You know, I love the plot line. I like the drama, whatever it was that kind of turned you. So it's super easy to do that. Um, But yeah, people are, I think there's you know kind of a a packard mentality right when it comes to reviews we're like i'm if everyone else doesn't like it i probably won't like it either right and it's like "Eh," you know 
maybe you will. Oh, no. And it's kind of the same thing with cigars, right? It's really easy to fall into big brands. Um, right. I know right. one that I really love is Traff Concrete. Oh my gosh, they are, they're wonderful. They're small batch. Oh. And they, um, I have a friend that actually introduced me to them and they, they're just delicious. Every single cigar I've ever had from them. Um, but you know, I never would have found them if my friend wasn't like, Hey, you should really go look at this small batch cigar, um, company. They make great stuff. He orders their stuff all the time. And then I went to them and ordered a few things and I've like never, never gone back. They're just wonderful or never wow. I've gone back to them. I said that wrong. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> looked back from going to the small batch yeah. industry um but no yeah they were they're just, they're just wonderful but yeah we kind of you know go to the cigar shops or maybe the ones that are a little smaller that only carry big brands and we don't necessarily roam because that's just what's there right that's what's there that's yeah. what's supposed to be good. um but yeah definitely you know and instagram's huge too you can find so much just from looking and finding little brands little um smaller companies that produce stuff it's just there's a lot out there to to taste my god I know it's like never ending that's what I love about it it's like it's a industry that you could never stop learning you know oh absolutely yeah constantly learning and finding new things that you like or don't like and something that you used to love you don't like anymore it's just it changes as oh absolutely grow. it's so cool mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you're when you're young and you don't really like red wine you know that whole thing or yeah, you don't like right? you know or whiskey and then as you get older and your taste buds kind of refine so it's kind of the same thing I feel like with cigars a little bit where maybe you start out you're a little you know on the sweeter side of things a little mellower oh, yeah. side. you get older you get more into your bolds and your robust and then you really get this new flavor profile that you just accept and you start rolling with so it's the same kind of dynamic um but yeah it, it's a fun so roller coaster cool. yeah for sure that's why I love the uh luxury cigar club i'm not actually a member yet ben i'm so sorry it's one of the owners of luxury <laughs> cigar club but my friends i will be once i cancel some more of my subscriptions to other random places i don't need i'm going to get a luxury cigar club cigar club subscription because so many of my friends have it and they've given me cigars from that and they're always just the best cigars it's just crazy they come up with these extremely different variety of cigars that you've never Mm -hmm. heard of or tasted and it's really cool yeah when I feel like and maybe I'm I've 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 heard of them same thing and I've always looked at them and been like man I should get one but if I feel if I hear luxury cigar box I'm like this better be the best of the best (laughs) so that's good to hear that's good to hear the positive reviews of yeah like the cigars I got were super high quality they were all delicious I liked every single one I got and maybe you know like there's maybe some flavor profile that you were kind of about but like the quality and everything was what you were expecting when you bought that box so but it's so easy to get wrapped up into those subscriptions it's fun. I was just kind of chuckling to myself when you said that because I'm like I have so many subscriptions I need to cancel that I never use <laughs> they just so sit stupid. there and then I see it like leave my bank account and I'm like oh I need to cancel that and then I like wander off and do something else because oh, my yeah, brain works a million out. miles an hour yeah and then I forget about it and then it comes up again I was like damn it I was like I was supposed to do that and then it was three exactly. months down the road <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I know I feel you there so uh, what do you do for a living um, so I'm what's called a utility forester. Um, that's kind of the more broad term for it. My, my role at my company is actually called a natural resource specialist. Um, okay. But essentially, I keep vegetation out of power lines. 
that's pretty much what I do. Um, Yeah, I have about a a thousand miles of transmission line that I manage. Um, It's all high voltage. So 20 or 69 KV and above. Um, And then I go through and I make sure that, you know, danger trees are being taken down or stuff's being cut, you know, herbicide for noxious weeds is being applied, whatever it is. Um, I kind of put together that prescription, manage that contract, deal with the landowners, kind of the whole, the whole thing. I've been doing a lot of fire response lately, um, because of the fires from last summer, um, still doing cleanup on those. We had, I think it was like 450,000 acres burned just in my district. Um, yeah, it's about 50, it was about 50 miles of line for me. Um, we had a couple districts South that got hammered as well. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that. So I kind of do a, wow. if it's, if it green and it grows around a transmission line or a substation, that's kind of what I do. So wow. it, it was a unique field. Um, I kind of started when I went to school, I have a degree in what's called forest engineering, which is more logging operations. Um, so road design, harvest planning, mitigation, stuff like that. Um, and then I stumbled into an internship with this utility and I just stayed and that's kind of where I've been. Um, it's wonderful. I, I wouldn't trade it. It's this weird kind of dynamic of still being alone in the woods with your music, um, which is what everyone that goes into the forest industry wants to do. Um, so you have that side of it. Yeah, it, it's the best, right? Just kind of, and I'm, 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 I'm an introverted extrovert where, you know, I really am totally cool with doing my own thing, living in silence, but I will go out and be social and I have no issues with it, but I just kind of find it exhausting towards the end. So I'm definitely in that spectrum. So it's nice because it gives me that. It gives me the ability to kind of be out in the woods doing my thing. And I love the outdoors, Um, but then also still have, you know, public interaction and kind of this, um, this more corporate business side of it as well. So it was, it was a really good mix for me that I never thought I would have landed in. Wow, that is so cool. So interesting. So you just got into that like through school? It was random. Yeah. So I actually applied um, with an internship program with the Forest Service. Um, And then my application got passed along to the utility. And I was literally I remember I was in my sophomore year and I was about to go into a test. I thought I was going to absolutely just fucking bomb. I was like, this is going to be the worst test of my life. And I'm sitting outside. I was like, I'm going to check my email before I go into this thing. (laughs) And there was an email in there from the company being like, hey, we got your application. Do you want a job? And like, I didn't interview with them or anything. So I called them back as fast as I could. I'm like, I have five minutes before this class. So I called them. I was like, absolutely. I was like, I would, yeah, I would love this job. I would absolutely love to be with you. And then that was it. And then like three months later, I started for the summer and I did, um, I did three years of internships. And then when I graduated in 2015, I came on full time. So yeah, I've been, I've been there for a while. So it was was a crazy turn one that I never would have expected. Um, But you know, things happen for a reason sometimes. Yeah, right? Oh my god, that is so cool. Because you spend a lot of time outdoors. Do you ever take your dogs to work with you? I don't. I wish I could. I wish I could. Well, (laughs) the thing is, well, it's kind of a catch-22 because, like, they love going in the truck and being outside. Um, But when I'm out there, you know, I'm I'm patrolling power lines. I'm in the truck a lot. So I'm getting out and I'm kind of hiking where I need to and Ah. opening gates, but I'm not really hiking. So I think, like, there's a couple of lines that I have where it's only walk-in access. If I was doing that and the dogs could walk with me, great. But I don't think they want to be crying in the truck for eight hours, unfortunately. As much as I would love to bring them because they're my favorite. Oh, they're my favorite. How many dogs do you have? So I have three. I have three. I have a a pit bull, Cole, and he's 11. 
And then Liam is my baby. He's a, he's a little shepherd mix and he's a year and a half. Um, and then Diego is my sister's service dog. Um, and he's a shepherd and he's a little over two. So yeah, they're, they're wow. all wonderful. Wow. They're so cute. Yeah. I have a little pit mix who's 11 years old. Oh, pits are the yeah. best. They get such a bad really rap are. and they are just wonderful. They're just love bugs. They just want to snuggle. Oh my God, seriously, all of them. I work in an animal shelter and it's like every dog that comes Aww. in, the mean ones are not the pit bulls. I can promise oh, you never. that. It's so funny how people think that. And then you work with them constantly. You're like, okay. <laughs> well, and they were bred to be nanny so dogs. Sweet. So like when you really, really right. look at the breed, they were bred to be, you know, protectors of family. So it makes sense that they have that protective side, but they're really meant to be family dogs. Um, and I don't think that ever really left their genes but then you know that's just like you know I know this is so stereotypical but it is it's the whole you know how they're racing and that's just like with people you know people dogs it doesn't really matter you know the environment you put them in is the environment they adapt to so it's really unfortunate there's so many of them just sitting in shelters so good for you for working there I've always we have one in town that I've always wanted to go volunteer at I just never got around to it but now now I feel like I need to now I feel like I gotta go you should you should no pressure but it's amazing. It'll change your life. <laughs> well, and I love me some dogs. My oh, dogs yeah. will have to get used to it, though. They always do. And I'm sure your dog does the same thing. Well, your dog may be used okay. to it, actually. But when you come home, you're like, you smell like another dog. You know, they right. give you those eyes, like those cheating eyes. Like, I know where you were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where you he were. used to. He used to give me the eye and get so jealous and so upset. But now he's totally used to it. So. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, but cool. So... How long have you been smoking? Um, I probably well, kind of off and on since I was 18 and I'm 28 oh. now. So 10 years. But I didn't really, I didn't really, really dive into it um, until I graduated college in 2015. So, okay, cool. five, so it's like five, six years um, that I've been doing it now. And it's just um, during the time when I really started smoking, my, my dad got sick um, and it was just peaceful, right? So like I would I would sit outside with a cigar and I would just smoke and I would draw or I would read and just listen to music and it was just that moment. I think that's what it is for a lot of people, right? Like a lot obviously there's a taste to it, but there's you know that moment where you're just kind of smoking and you're just relaxed and you're whether you're in a lot with your people or you're sitting alone, whatever it is, it's just this moment of relaxation where you can just decompress. And that's really how it kind of just became for me was, you know, early, I was still, I was still, you know, kind of decide where I wanted to go and what flavors I liked. But then my dad got sick at the same time. So then it kind of morphed into this relaxation thing for me where I'd come home from work, I'd go to the gym. Um, I go to the gym way more than I should, <laughs> but yeah. I was like, go work, go to the gym, come home. And then while I still kind of stinky, right? Because you're going to smell after a cigar anyway. It's just like sit on oh, my right. front sit on my front porch and read or smoke and just relax. And it was it was wonderful. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I've, I've been doing it for a little bit now. Yeah, that's so cool. So you're a gym rat. How often do you go to the oh, gym? Man. I am. I'm such <laughs> a gym rat. That's um, so cool. I go probably five to six times a week. Um, I shouldn't. Wow. I shouldn't go six. I should probably just go five. Um but hey, when I that's was, thing and you love it, it makes you feel good. Who cares? It totally is, yeah. And I used to be um I've lost now probably fifty pounds. Wow. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but I kinda got to this place where 
I, I, and it was like that aha moment that I think everyone kind of needs when they're going through weight loss where like you see a picture or you have this moment where you're just like, what did I do to myself? <laughs> so I just started, my friend was getting married and she's like, well, I'm going to go to the gym. Cause I want to, and she was, she's gorgeous. My friend, um, she's like, I just want to go and kind of like tone up, you know, I'm getting married. And I totally get that. And I was like, great. I'm like, I'll go with you. Um, so I started going with her and I realized I didn't really like cardio, but I loved weightlifting and oh. weightlifting is just, it's my thing. You know, I like, and I'm a very goal driven person. I like, you know, personal growth, mental growth, whatever it is kind of moving towards a new goal, right? This constant flow of development. Yeah. I think, I think it's so healthy for you, your brain and your soul to constantly just be learning um, and growing. I, it was it was great for me because it was you know this healthy way to relieve stress and kind of you know put my phone down just listen to my music do something productive with my body um but set new goals like you know next time I'm gonna squat an extra 20 pounds or whatever it is so moving towards this this goal of growth so it kind of became this thing of you know I guess a little weight loss and self-hatred and kind of getting back to where I wanted to be but I'm still kind of get you know where I want to be um but that kind of morphed into less of a self-hatred and more of a, like, how, how strong can you be? How far can you push yourself? Like, what is your body capable of doing? Um, and I feel like once you kind of change yourself at the gym, it's just totally, like, mind-opening. Like, as soon as you stop standing on the scale and just being like, I just want to look at this number, and you start thinking, I'm going to go to the gym because I just want to myself as strong as possible, or I want to run the fastest mile I can. Um, but, you know, stop fixating on that number and stop thinking about it as a goal, of development it's just it's huge for you um because people it's so easy to get transfixed on the scale right like oh my my bmi my bmi says i'm obese i'm like yeah okay so your bmi says you're obese but you're just over there right now squatting 200 pounds for 10 reps or whatever you know whatever the person matches up with right and it's like just because you fall in this category doesn't mean you're not worth something um and it's so easy we're just kind of you know in that um that tricked mindset with the media and everything kind of going on, you know, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the, the, the celebrity world of perfect, um, which we don't live in. So, but yeah, right. so five to six times a week and it's, it's just my thing. And I'm there all the time. Um, <laughs> you I have a few people that will message me and be like, you weren't at the gym today. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it, was, it was a rest day. They're like, okay, just making sure like you can post for like two days. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I just didn't. But yeah, it's funny how that works. And especially online, I'm sure you get this too. You just get the people that you randomly start following. And then all of a sudden you realize like, I haven't seen them for a while. And you're like, I don't actually know this person, but I feel like I know this person. I'm not sure if I should be concerned or not. Yeah, um, right? I should probably check in. Yeah, <laughs> it's random. You know, these disconnected friends and family that you kind of yeah. get over time. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's great. Um, it, was, it was a great stress relief for me and just kind of a good way for me to kind of build myself and reach some new goals yeah. yeah that is so cool I love that I wish I've I've gone to the gym like when I had like really bad insomnia I would go to a 24-hour gym and I would just mm-hmm. like, work it out that's what I would do that's how what would help me and I just haven't been in so long you know I live in New York City so gyms are stupid expensive here it's ridiculous I can I see I that being incredibly though. expensive. Yes, it's stupid. <laughs> How much is it for like a month membership there? Oh my god, most of them are like almost a hundred bucks. Oh my gosh, that's insane! Like yeah, you know, we have Planet Fitness. I don't know if Planet Fitness yes. is thing there. So it's like yeah. ten bucks a month. It is way more expensive in New York because like just to operate, right? Like there's no way you could run the gym and have your people right. only pay 
times a month. So that, that makes sense. But I'm so used to cheap gyms. <laughs> we have yes. those all over. Yeah, that's where I used to go when I lived in Virginia. I used to go to Planet Fitness. And there are Planet Fitnesses here, but they're, like, really far away from where I live. So I'm like, am I going to go if it's not close? Like, I'd like to go, like, before work or something. So, And you totally won't. Like, it's so <laughs> hard. Cause, well, and during COVID, the gym in town that I used to go to, that was, like, oh, yeah. five minutes. It was, like, five minutes from my house, and it was perfect. So it's kind of a meathead gym, which is more my style anyway. So, it had, like, every weight you could imagine, right? It had the equipment. Oh, yeah. And they closed down for COVID. And I'm like, no. And yeah. I, now, I've, now, I have, yeah, now I have to drive, like, 15, 20 minutes to the gym. But at this point, it's an addiction, oh. so I have to go. So, yeah, <laughs> if, it yeah. wasn't, if, if I wasn't as into it as I was, I'd be like, yeah, I'll just be fat and happy. I'd be like, whatever. Yeah, right. But it's okay, especially um, right now. I, I enjoy driving. I always have, so I don't mind just getting in the car and yeah. turning some music on. So, that's never been an issue for me. Oh, cool. Well, that's good. At least you have something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do have something. I go a little crazy without it. So. <laughs> oh, all right. Back to cigars. What do you like to pair your cigars with? Oh man, it really depends. Um, yeah. I'm. Well, it kind of depends on what I'm smoking to, and I don't know why. Because sweets and sweets kind of like shouldn't go together. Because I, I like a little yeah. sweeter coffee. I don't. I love black coffee, but I really like my new thing has been I do a little hemp milk with some vanilla. Ooh. Um. It's really, really good. Vanilla hemp milk is, it's like zero THC. If that's the thing you're worried about. Um, and it's just, it's, it's thicker. It's more, it's, wow. it's almost like cream. So it's really, really good. But I love doing that. And then lately, I have been absolutely hooked on Fat Bottom Buddy by Drew Estate. So uh, the sweet Ooh. cigar in the morning with that coffee has just been like my bread and butter. It is, it is so good. Um, but then yeah. if I'm more robust like maybe an Avo like XO um or an AJ Fernandez something a, a little more robust profile um I love a good whiskey um I have a, oh, yeah. a full uh liquor cabinet full of them um and I really don't drink too much it's kind of more of you know like a weekend occasion thing for me um so but when I do that's generally when I kind of go towards there um but I'll kind of just, I kind of just smoke a cigar to smoke it. I've never been yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to have a cigar and I'm going to pair it with this really nice whiskey. And I, I do that on occasion, but I'm really just yeah. like, I just need a cigar. Like I want a cigar and then sit outside and enjoy being outside and not having to think or do anything except for smoke this. Yeah. Um, the really find my- the outdoors. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's really what it is for me. You know, like being yeah. outside for me, that's just that is so refreshing for kind of, and I know this sounds super bougie, but like, and, and hippie, I guess in a sense, really probably more hippie, yeah. but it's really more for my soul, right? <laughs> but like, right. I love it. But it's true, like for me sitting outside and just being outdoors, I have the luxury of having a half acre in the middle of town. Um, oh. so my backyard is just super quiet and I can just sit there and I can listen to music if I want. I cannot listen to anything and it's just quiet and peaceful. And like, that, that it really is my pairing for me is, you know, oh, having a cigar, yeah. you know, um, and I do have a couple of lounges I like to go to, um, Broadway yeah. Lounge, which is in Lake Oswego, which is just outside Portland. They are wonderful. Um, I will go up there every now and then, but they're about a 30 minute drive. Um, where I live in my town, there really isn't a cigar shop close by. Um, so I kind of yeah. got to go towards Portland to get there. Um, so, so I like a good, you know, lounge every now and then, or if I drive up there for whatever reason, I'll always, you know, sit down, have a cigar, kind of hang out with the people there. Um, yeah. but normally, normally it's just me in my backyard. I'm, I'm a very quiet person. 
<laughs> yes, I am the same way. I'm like, I, well, we're talking, and I'm just like, man, I'm like, people must think I have no friends. She's like, okay, yeah. she's outside alone all the time. All she does is go yes. to the gym, and then she sits on her back patio by herself and smokes. And I'm like, yeah, basically. I'm like, that's me. And the, it sounds real lonely, yes. but it's not real lonely. And I do have friends. <laughs> the way I'm talking just makes me sound like this girl is lonely and sad no. and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no not at all honestly I love being alone I, I live alone in New York City I really don't have any friends here because I moved here just six months before the pandemic and sometimes oh and everything was shut while. down yeah. yeah so like I've I've been here almost two years and I haven't met anyone like I, I literally don't have friends here <laughs> it's, I feel it's like- insane well, I feel like I've only been in New York City once in my life, yeah. but my, my experience there, I feel like it'd almost be hard to meet people. Like, I feel like you could meet people. I feel like you could meet people, but the town, I feel like just, and I, you know, this is me coming from a small town. It moves yeah. so fast. I'm like, how do you have time to meet people? Cause I'm like, you have to get on the train then you have like an hour and a half to get to work or whatever it is. Then you're working, oh then God. you come home and then you have everything else to do. So it's just like this go, go, go lifestyle. So I could see it being difficult just to find people because everyone everyone's on the move right so unless you're really right. going to go to like a bar or a social club or a lounge and sit down for a little bit you're probably not gonna just you know like meet people um right so I could yeah. see that yeah it's like I pay all this money in rent so why would I go out you know like I pay oh that too rent. yeah <laughs> that too oh my gosh oh, yeah. when, we, when I went we stayed with our friends and it was um what did he, he had like a little like three bedroom one bath like split studio kind of thing or and I guess that's a thing in New York where like they're like oh, a yeah. split level apartment where like you go down half a step and then there's a bedroom then you went down the other half and there was the rest of the apartment it was so weird it's not a oh, thing yeah. out here these little split level things um but they were saying like just for his bedroom he paid like two grand a month and I'm like yeah. oh my gosh I'm like that's what I pay for my house and my yard with like my space and that's just right. nuts to me Oh, yeah. So crazy. So many apartments where I go in and they're like, okay, this is the apartment, blah, blah, blah. Here's this room and this room. And then here's the living room. But don't get used to the living room because they're putting a wall up to make a third bedroom. Like, they just put walls up in the already extremely tiny living room that will barely Mm -hmm. hold a couch. And they just put a wall up to make a third bedroom. (laughs) Well, at that point, they're going to be like, here's this refrigerator box on the sidewalk. It's 500 bucks a month. Yes. It's <laughs> oh, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's just nuts. And, but Portland's kind of doing that right now, too, because Portland is just booming right now, oh, regardless God, of God. everything. And they, and they've just gotten, you know, nowhere near New York expensive. But I have a friend that lived out in Portland. It was like a, they had a one-bedroom studio, him and his fiance at the time. And um, I think they were paying like 2500 this little Yee. studio and I'm like no way I'm like nope yeah and it was just crazy but they were in a nicer part of Portland I wouldn't say like the nicest but a, a little nicer yeah. part it was like no way in hell I'm like I couldn't do it I could do New York oh City God, I love no. New York City I love kind of yeah. like that fast-paced lifestyle kind of like go 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 that's that's great so yeah. I think I think I could do it but I just I have to live close enough where I could get outside. Like that was my thing. I would want a car, which I feel like would be expensive to have. And then I'd want to go. And then I'd want to go out all the time on the weekends. That's the only way I can survive it. Yeah. It's I do love living here. I don't think it'll be a forever thing for me because, you know, my dream is to have a farm 
farm animals, all the animals you can ever think of. Oh, man. But yes. I do, I like living here right now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you want, like, the whole big garden and everything, like, the whole, the whole, the whole oh. picture? All of it. Like, I want a all ranch. of it, yeah. Like a oh, yeah. blown ranch. <laughs> that sounds absolutely wonderful. Uh, oh, man. One day. One day, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, well, it's kind of becoming a dream thing now because everyone's doing it and it's becoming so expensive, especially now with COVID. Everyone's yeah, like, yeah. I could have a ranch and I could telecommute from work. What? And now all of a sudden, you know, like it was kind of dying. Now the prices are going up, at least out here. I don't know what they're doing out there. Oh, yeah. But we, there are just stuff out here. It was like the middle of nowhere. You could have bought in it for so cheap. And now they're going for all the money in the world because people are like, I just need Wi-Fi. Right? Right. I can move from California and bring my Wi-Fi with me. And that's all I need. And then exactly. they're they're like, selling their homes for 750000 and moving up here to Oregon for, you know, four hundred and calling it a day. Right. And like Montana, it is insanely expensive to live in Montana right now like almost as expensive mm-hmm. as New York City just because yeah I mean it's beautiful and they got the mountains and the ranches and everything I mean it's so expensive now oh yeah it's just it's gone crazy well and I almost I almost took a job in Montana it was the same position just Ooh. with our district out there and I didn't at the time, and I kind of kick myself for it now. And this was probably three years ago now, because you know back then real estate was still cheap. And now I'm looking, and I'm like, I'm never going. <laughs> like that will be here. And Oregon's still a nice place to be. Um, yeah. So don't get me wrong there, but yeah, Montana's just boomed. It's just gotten gotten nuts for sure. Oh, it's insane. I don't blame I people want... though. There's, this, I, I think, I think, well, I think the world's gone crazy too, and people really want that. Um, right. You know that that's just quiet place to rest your head at night where you can step away from the craziness that the world is right now. Um, exactly. so I think that's kind of becoming more the thing, you know, especially yeah. too, you know, like the, with COVID and when food was short and people are like, hell, I can go, you know, have a ranch and raise some, you know, grow some vegetables. Right. right. I think there was kind of this, this shift where people are going a little more old school and a little more, you know, homestead, um, right. being a little more self-sufficient because we weren't self-sufficient and then COVID happened and people were scrambling like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Right. Like, I um, wish but, I was. Yeah. 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 And I think there's kind of been this interesting shift where people are getting outdoors more and kind of dipping their toes in the sand a little bit more. Um, so it'll be interesting to see over like the next five years, kind of what happens with everything. Right. I know. Like, where are people going? Because I know a lot of people like aren't wanting to go back into the office, go back to work. Like, yeah, what is going to happen? Are they going to create more jobs where you don't have to go in? Or I think they will. Well, I think. Well, I think from a corporate perspective, it makes sense, right? Like, if I have right. a thousand employees in one office building, they can do their jobs from their own Wi-Fi at home, and I don't have to pay a million dollars a year or whatever to rent this office space. Like, right. done. Like, why would you, right? You don't have to pay for janitors. You don't have to pay for security. Like, whatever it is, just just lease of a place. So I think that I think that'll become the new norm is maybe, you know, smaller office buildings for maybe upper management and then, you know, the small people. I don't say small people because our jobs are important as well. But as little folks (laughs) don't do, you know, the big money things um, will probably be more homebound. Um, But yeah, I think I think that's kind of the new shift. I think that'll be the new thing. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I know I've been thinking I'd love to uh, get like an Airstream or mobile home and just travel just go everywhere I've, I've always wanted to do oh. the whole buy like an old school bus and convert it and yes. just travel around and make it like this super just luxury 
um, school bus that just cruises everywhere. That's been a dream of mine. I've always wanted to do that. And maybe one day I will, just not today. Oh my God, I know. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Oh yeah. A long time though. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, I bet you people, and this kind of become the new thing too. So I bet you they're going for all the money in the world right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, but but I, I don't know, even know I, what a school bus goes for. Like I couldn't tell you offhand. Like how I know much it's like I've, I've looked it up a couple. <laughs> I know, and I've looked it up like a couple of times to like see, but and I see like totally different price ranges in a lot of different arenas, and I'm like, I don't know what's right. <laughs> I have no oh idea. yeah. Well, let <laughs> me have to figure... find somebody that has well, done think... it before. Oh, for sure. And I feel like I'd want to know a little bit more about motors. Like I can kind of fumble yeah. my way, like fumble my way through a car. I could not fumble my way through diesel. Like I would break down on the side of the road and <laughs> be like oh, in my P- in my PJs. On the- I'd be like in my PJs on the side of the road trying to flag down some poor cowboy who's trying to get to his ranch or something because I'm lost in the middle of nowhere. Be like, I need help. <laughs> like I don't oh, know right now. No cell phone service. That would be me. That would be me. Lost. Oh yeah. Lost in a yeah, lost and abandoned in the too. wilderness. <laughs> well I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> oh yeah. That'd be me too. You can always try to call me. I'll come find you. <laughs> oh wonderful. At least someone's saving me. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. So if you could Travel anywhere looking for a cigar lounge. What cigar lounge would you want to go to, if any? Oh, man. You know, I was thinking about that because you sent that kind of list of questions. And I don't know if I've ever really, like, looked at big. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I've never looked at, like, the most popular cigar lounges in the world. And, you know, I'm really just kind of a vibe person. So I don't know, because like, I can look at pictures and be like, wow, that looks really nice. But I just, I'm all about anything that kind of has that like, homegrown, just comfortable feel, right? Like I want, I love the places where the leather's been worn down, because some, some guy's been coming, and this has been his chair for the past 20 years or whatever, right? And just like books and the, the, that smell that's just gone into, you know, nice wood or mahogany that was built, you know, when back when construction used to be high quality, you know, when you get that, that's right. just that aroma where things in this history has been absorbed into a place. So I feel like I'd want to go there. I feel like I'd want to go, I want to find yeah. like, I guess now I'm thinking about it. I want to figure out like what the oldest cigar lounge like in the world would be. And like, I would want to oh. go there because I feel like there would just be so much history in that place. Um, right. And I'm all about history. I love just like that old school traditional feel. I love, you know, woods and leathers yeah. and books and all of that. Like that is, that's really my thing. Um, so I kind of want to find some place like that, that just felt like this is the place where people have been coming forever and it just feels homey yeah. and comfortable and natural. And I'm like, that's, that's me. Plop me right there in that chair and just feed me whiskey and cigars all night and call my day. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God, I totally agree. I know it's like there's so many really beautiful cigar lounges with all this de- decor and aesthetics and everything like that. But I'm the same way. Like I would rather have an old school homey feeling. And mm-hmm. that's like my dream is to open a bookstore, like a used bookstore with a speakeasy cigar lounge in the back. Oh, like, that would be uh, wonderful. Have you ever heard no of the Whiskey way. Library in Cortland? No, the whiskey library in Portland, it's known in, I think it's at least the United States. It has like the largest variety of whiskeys. Um, 
like it's it's huge and it's you go and they have like 200 some odd i think like just on the shelf and they have another section that has another couple hundred um but that's what they do is it's pretty it's literally you just go in and you can try whatever risk you want but they have this huge selection you have to book out you know like a month in advance get on the list kind of thing um but that, that, that sounds very similar to what you're talking about. And it's, if you ever go to Portland, yeah. if you can make the reservation, the Lissy Library is absolutely phenomenal. Especially if you want to try some really unique and rare whiskeys. They always have a huge batch. Oh, my God. I'm writing that down right now. Whiskey Library. Yes. Because I've been dying to go to Portland. I've been talking to my mom because me and my mom usually like to take, like, a random trip every year or mm-hmm. somewhere. And I was like, I've never been to Seattle, and I've never been to Portland, and I want to go to both of those places. Portland, I don't think, would be her thing very much. <laughs> but yeah. I would Seattle, but they're both great, though. But they're both great. Yeah. And, if you don't want, and if you didn't want to rent a car, too, they have a thing called the Bolt Bus. And it's literally, like, it's just kind of like a Greyhound that only goes between Portland and Seattle, and it's like 20 bucks. Um, no way! Oh yeah, so if you want to save a couple hundred bucks and renting a car, you can just pop off a plane at Portland, Seattle, wherever you are, and then oh, jump shit. on the, the boat bus. Both. Yeah, you could do both. It's because they're only like a three-hour drive, maybe in tra- traffic, oh, obviously, yeah. but it's really not oh, bad. Yeah. So you could do like you know two nights Seattle, two nights Portland, whatever it is. Um, and I think I I want to say Delta because I think Delta is a hub because you know how you go like fly from hub to hub to make it cheap. I think you can go yeah. from New York and Seattle and Portland. I think they're all Delta hubs too. So you could probably get the flights pretty reasonably. Um, Shit. But yeah, Bolt Good. Bus. And you, they Bolt go both bus. ways. You can go from Seattle to Portland or Portland to Seattle, whichever you choose. Uh, but yeah, that's the only thing the Bolt Bus does is goes from Seattle to Portland. Oh my God, that's so cool. Okay, definitely going to have to look that up. That might be our trip this year. It's a good one. Well, it's a good, it's a great place oh. to be. And then the whiskey library is kind of more towards the west side of Portland, which is definitely okay. outside of like the crazier area. Kind of a, the police area is that's where okay. really all the crazy activities are going on right now. Um, but if you start heading a little more west, where like the whiskey library is, and there's Twenty Second Street that has a bunch of microbrews and just great food. Um, it's all kind of in there, so you definitely have a lot of options in there. Oh my god, it's so cool. Well, if I do end up coming there I'll definitely let you know you should meet us for a cigar absolutely that would be Yay. wonderful yeah and then the broadway cigar which is the ones that i go to they have one in portland directly Ooh. and then the one in lake oswego which is what i go to so there's definitely a couple of really good lounges um, out that way to do okay cool oh yay oh this is so fun so what do you know look for in a cigar i know you kind of like just try whatever do you ever like have like a preference like uh wrapper or filler or ring size? Uh, no, not really. I really don't. Um, and you know, I, I usually go in and <laughs> the, the gentleman that runs, um, Broadway cigars, uh, Papa Bill, he, I usually just walk in there and I'll be like, what's new? <laughs> like, what do you want yeah. me to try? And he's like, these just came in, you know, like they're sweet or this one's more robust or this one's peppery. So he is kind of, it sounds so funny, but he's like my guiding force whenever I show up. I'm just like, what's oh, new? So tell cool. me, tell me what's great. And he, he hasn't led me wrong yet. Um, but I, and I guess it kind of depends on my mood too. Like if I, if I'm going for the kind of a sweet morning cigar with my cup of coffee, I almost always kind of lean towards like the Drew Estate. I love the Deadwood series. All, all the girls are wonderful. I love them all equally. They're great. Fat Bottom Betty, 
that she's she's great too but you know that whole series I kind of love them for the morning so I kind of linger towards them or you know hang out there I have a ton of them um but you know in the evenings I kind of like something that's a little more robust um so I'll kind of just walk in there and I'll literally just kind of go around and see what the labels look like you know smell them what's the profile kind of looking like um but as for you know side shape stuff like that I haven't really acquired a specific you know preference to any of that and maybe maybe I will one day but I just haven't yet you know for me it's all about you know how it tastes um for me you know because also yeah yeah yeah, because you know I'm not gonna it may look cool you know it may be some you know fancy wrapper shape filler whatever but if I spend 30 40 bucks on it because of that and it tastes like shit I'm I'm not gonna be too happy right (laughs) so so I'd rather I'd rather you know I don't necessarily lean towards one particular filler shape for regardless um as long as it tastes good to me, you know, I'll, I'll go for anything. Cool. Have you ever smoked a pipe? I have once and I haven't really gotten into it since, but I really want to. It's the one thing I've always kind of wanted to try and get to and I've never gotten into. And I think part of it for me is I always see this, these beautiful pipes, right? And there's so many like that are just hand designed and just gorgeous. And I'm always like, I just want to collect those. I'm like, they're just gorgeous. And that's kind of the intrigue for me and wanting to do it is being me able too. obviously to smoke. But I'm like, I just want this collection of pipes. I'm like, these things are beautiful. Um, and I love, you know, handcrafted, you know, that old kind of lost art um so I, I'd love to kind of collect those but no so so I haven't gotten into it as much as I'd like to yeah I'm the same way like I tried to get into it once and it, I mean it's kind of difficult you really have to you have to find someone that's been doing it for a long time to teach you how to do it because there's like a lot of work to it but it mm-hmm. smells so good even oh like, yeah without burning it and with burning it it smells so good but I've found that the taste is so much different than the smell not really totally bad way but I feel like it's a lot different yeah I haven't totally gotten into it yet but I'm the same way I want to I see all these pipes and they're so beautiful handcrafted yeah yeah well it kind of I kind of makes me think of like um when you think about tea right so when you have the tea that kind of comes in the pre-package, like it's, it still tastes good. Right. But when yeah. you do like a fresh tea where you get like the loose wrappings or the loose, um, the loose herbs or whatever kind of essence you're going to put in it. And then you brew that and it's steeped, right? Like it's a totally different profile experience. So I feel like that'd be the same way. Sure. So I'm like, I could totally see how those would be two totally different things. Um, yeah. And I feel like you just have that ability to really like blend what you wanted to, which I think would be great too. Cause you could get, right. you know, a couple different kinds of tobacco. Maybe you want to make some in a certain way or yeah. do kind of some kind of blend. You could, you could really kind of have a little more freedom with that, which, you know, in relation to a cigar, you just kind of get what you get unless you want to infuse it with something, right. If you want to put it in there with the, some other kind of smoke or whiskey, like whatever you're going to do to kind of let it stew for a little bit. Um, so you have some options, but nowhere near maybe the flexibility we have with the pipe, which would be great right. too. Exactly. I don't even know if that's the thing. I feel like in my, in my brain, I'm like, yeah, you could mix stuff, make your own batch. And no, I feel like totally some person's going to be listening to this. Well, I feel someone, I feel someone's going to be like, who actually smokes the pipe's going to be like, what the fuck is this girl talking about? Are you okay <laughs> <with> that? <laughs> you can't do that. What are you doing? No, you totally I don't can. know. I don't know any different. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't tried this as much yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You know, I, I keep trying to find uh, like women pipe smokers to come on the podcast and just teach me about it and teach all of us about it. But it's hard. Oh, my God. I really what is anybody. 
there is a oh, party name starts with an M and I feel so bad. If you were, if you happen to listen to this, I am so sorry. She's like, oh, no. first off, she's, she's beautiful. And I, that was, she's just gorgeous. And then she messaged me once and was like, you were just like, I love your page. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been stalking you for months too. You're oh. great. But, but she, she smokes a pipe and she has oh. this beautiful collection and she draws and does artwork and it, oh my gosh, it's, Oh, I started with an M. I feel so bad. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if it's you okay. hear this, I am so sorry, but I will send you her profile. <laughs> yes, please she is do. Just, yeah, because she's wonderful and all the stuff she posts is just great. And yeah, she is, she's just, you know, nice, per- just great person overall. Um, and I can't believe I can't. I'm totally spacing on her name, which is totally something I would do because I'm just that person. But yeah, maybe she would come on. Um, but yeah, she and she, uh, no, but she, I always, I've always looked at her, and that's kind of one of the things we you know we're talking about the pipe collection. She just has this great collection of just beautiful pipes, um, and she's really artistic. Ooh. And that's, I, I really love that with Instagram, right? Because I think it's so easy, yeah. and I know I'm guilty of this a, a lot. It's just like taking a selfie, and it's easy, and it gets a bunch of yeah. likes, right? But then you right. have that person that spends, you know, maybe an hour, and they're actually like turning it into a piece of art where they're you know setting it up strategically and getting this background and changing the colors and then all of a sudden you get this beautiful picture and it maybe only gets like 50 likes right because there's not a person in it um but yeah. yeah but she uh she does a lot of that where she'll you know oh. actually convert and like make her stuff into like this beautiful kind of artwork stuff um and there are a bunch of people that I follow on Instagram that do that too they actually take the time to take their cigar and turn it into something like this beautiful kind of living piece online. Um, and those, those are the pages I love. You know, I love people that take the time and the effort to really kind of create something out of it. Yes, I love that. Because, you know, it's, I am an introvert that's like you. So posting on social media for me is really difficult. <laughs> and, but you have to, to like get your name out there and get this podcast out there and promote it. You kind of have to post yeah. on social media. Which mm-hmm. sucks, but every once in a while I can get a good picture in. But you're totally right. It is. Oh, you have great pictures. Don't even. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you do. You have great ones. I, I, re- I followed you before I realized that this was a podcast, and this has been a while ago now. And then I was, yeah. I was flipping through your page, but now you have, you have great content. Um, oh, speaking of which, my dog just came outside. Hello. Sorry, you heard him barking. I heard him. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh, cool. Have you ever? What's the craziest place you've ever smoked? Have you ever been to like a? Oh man. Or somewhere really random. Random. So every yeah. once in a while, I'll be um, and for work, I have the pleasure of going to really random places. Oh yeah. So there are a couple of spots where I just know, like the view is perfect. And I'm like, I am going to take a cigar with me today. And there's one place in particular in my district where they go um, up and it's called Hall Ridge. And you go to the very, very top and you're overarching this lake. And the lake is Detroit Lake, um, which unfortunately burned by the fire. But when you're up there at the very top of this Hall Ridge, um, you can see Mount Bachelor, Mount Jefferson, Mount Washington, three sisters and like two other mountains when you're getting up there. And it's just like this huge, just, Oh my gosh. Like it's just 360 view of this entire lake. And it is just like the most beautiful, serene place I've ever seen. It's absolutely my favorite part for work. Like it's my favorite district to visit. Um, But yeah, that's probably, 
I would say the coolest place I've ever smoked a cigar. Because you just get up there and you walk out to kind of like this plateau and it's just this huge flat rock area and you just sit down and you just look out and you can just see for miles. Um, And it's absolutely, it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh my God, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Is it far from you? Um, for me, it's probably like two hours. Um, once you get off the main road and you turn up the highway, just from the main road up to the top is about 40 minutes. Um, but we have a radio site up there, which is why I go up there for work. Um, but yeah, it's just, there isn't any place like it. It's just this this beautiful view of this just nature. And it's just, you can't hear anything up there. You know, you're so far above the highway. There's nothing. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. So that's, that's probably been some of the coolest places I've, you know, I've smoked is I usually will kind of plan work. And if I know I'm going to go out somewhere cool, I'll bring a cigar for lunch with me and I'll find a good spot to eat lunch and look out over the the wilderness where I'm working in the middle of nowhere and smoke a cigar and eat some lunch. And it's great. God, that sounds like absolute bliss. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. I am. I'm incredibly fortunate and I have no idea how I stumbled into this job, but I did. And I'm so fortunate to be able to do that, you know, and take my, take my lunch break. If my boss somehow listens to this, I'm not like just sitting around smoking on the job, but (laughs) (laughs) But no, I take my lunch break and be able to, you know, have my 30 minutes and enjoy a cigar real quick and eat my lunch and then be on my way to the next site. Um, It's great. Oh my God, that is so cool. Oh, I love that. Do you have any um, like tips or tricks with cigars that someone taught you that you still use? I don't really. And, and I guess part of it's just because I didn't really have anyone. Like I have people that I kind of hang out with and smoke with. But I don't necessarily have anyone that's been like a true aficionado. And I have people obviously, you know, that I kind of follow or follow me that are. Um, but I haven't had any big tips or tricks. But I, I'm curious if you have. Like I'm sure during your podcast maybe someone has taught you something that, that you can maybe pass along to me because I saw your question I'm like I don't know but I'm gonna ask her because I yeah. bet you she knows one <laughs> well before we get into that do you have any tips or tricks that you taught yourself um not really um I think honestly the hardest part is getting like when you're when you're kind of learning is figuring out your humidifier honestly I think that is the Ooh, hardest part yes. because because it's so you know it's kind of this weird contradiction of you don't want it too dry. You don't want it too moist because then stuff's going to mold. It's kind of trying to find your balance. Cause I feel like, like no one, and maybe people do, right. For probably some people that do, but most people don't like go and say, I want to start smoking a cigar and go out and buy a 250, $300 electric right. control humidor. Right. That's not how it works. Exactly. That just does everything for you. So, you know, we kind of get this box and the, you know, those little filters or the humidors or I use, um, um, the little pellets, the humidor pellets. Um, so yeah. I use those and you just add water to them and those, those keep it pretty stable too. But figuring out how to do that is probably the, like the hardest part. Um, and I don't know oh, if it's yeah. necessarily a tip or trick, um, but you know, keeping an eye on it and learning like your box and how much you actually have in there, how much you need, you kind of got to watch it for a little bit, especially if you don't have something that's electric. Um, and that's kind of yeah. the, what I found was, I guess the hardest part of kind of starting out um, was yeah, figuring out sure. where that range was supposed to be in, um, how long to keep a cigar right like no just assume just because you yeah. get it right away it's going to be like good to smoke like you got to put it in and let it let it marinate right. for a little bit you can't just break it out and start going you want to let them sit for a little bit when they've been traveling and packaged and stuff um yes, so those exactly. are kind of like the little nuances that I guess you don't really think about when you're kind of new to the game right yeah I guess I never really thought 
too much about the humidor because I've always just been told about Boveda packs. The Boveda packs oh, yeah. keep mm-hmm. it like a perfect temperature. So yeah. even the the ones, the humidors that have the dials in the place that you put the distilled water and everything, I've kind of still always used Boveda packs and it's worked out pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, they were they work great. Well, especially for travel. Yeah. Like I always keep them on hand oh, yeah. if I'm gonna travel. So I'll like throw them in there with a baggie real quick and get everything up tight and put it in. And I have a little travel humidor too that I used. Um, but I really like the humidor and I like um especially because I find with those little packs, you know, you put them in a bag. But I like having a little airflow in there too. Um, so I guess I've always just kind of leaned towards the humidor. Um, yeah. I don't think anything's right or wrong, right? As long as you're oh, yeah, you're exactly. consistent. Yeah, for sure. I guess my only tip and trick that I've really learned, I don't know if it's even a tip or trick, honestly. <laughs> it's, uh, just, uh, I, I just heard somebody say once that they went to a uh, cigar bar and the ladies, they, were, they would light the cigars for the men and that they would light it without ever putting it to their mouth and they would just completely fully light it. So I thought that was really interesting and really cool that I heard that. And so I kind of just learned how to light the cigar without ever putting it to my mouth. Also, because sometimes I wear hairspray and I'm afraid of catching oh, yeah. on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Don't get yourself yes. on fire. I know, right? Well, so I and if you're do... really, well, when you're puffing on it, trying to light it, I could totally see how you get that little flare up and then it catches your hairspray. And the next thing you know. You're going to be living in wigs for the next three years while your hair grows back. Like, oh, man, yeah. yeah. That'd be traumatizing. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. So, yeah, I think that must be, the, like, the only thing. And also somebody from one of the other podcasts. Um, oh, my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. What did she say? Oh, geez. Let's come back to that one. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You forgot the tip. I forgot someone's name. So you're still ahead of me in the scale. In, in the scales okay. of which is worse. Yeah, I'm still still a little below. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Geez, I can't remember. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. That was a very quick loss of memory. It's okay. That happens to me all the time. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll probably remember it like midnight tonight and I'll call you and be like, okay, I remember. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. This is my tip. You need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I can't even remember now. That's always anyway. me too. I always like wake up in the middle of the night and I remember. I'm like, damn it. I'm like I needed that like 10 hours ago. But yes. it's okay. <laughs> I do that all the time at work. Like, Oh, me too. Did I put that in the computer? I needed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's me too, for sure, all the time. Oh, so stupid. Oh well. Anyway, what else? What else you got? Does anybody in your family smoke cigars? No, my my uncle Johnny used to. Um, but no, it's really just me. No, oh, cool. So, yeah, just me, which I'm okay with. Like I don't really care either way. Um, I just kind of yeah. do me. But no, no one else in my family. Um, like I have family every once in a while that'll join me. Um, yeah. but not, you know, not quite as avid as I am or as frequently yeah. as me. So, oh, that's cool. So, do you have to? Are you allowed to smoke in your? I'm assuming like apartment, studio, flat, whatever you have it in New York, or do you have to go to a lounge for it? I really have to go to a lounge. I have smoked on my fire escape before. 
which I love doing. And nobody said, I don't do it often just because so many people open their windows and I don't want the smoke yeah. to go up through their windows. When I first moved here, I was staying at a friend's place for like two months while I was looking for a place and I did that mm-hmm. and the person above me yelled at me for it. So I, I get a little traumatized. You're like, I can't do yeah. it anymore. <laughs> I know. I, I felt so bad. So I'm like, I totally get that. Like, I don't want the smell of smoke in my apartment either. Like, I love yeah. the smell of smoke and I love smoking, but I don't want it in my apartment. It, it's a different well, yeah. smell. It's oh, a totally for sure. different smell, yeah. So I have smoked on my fire escape, but usually I'll just go to a lounge or go to the park or something like that. Well, and I'm sure you have way more lounges there. Cause that's kind of the thing where it's almost like the trade-off here. Like, I don't have very many lounges, but I can totally just, right. like, pop outside and smoke whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. It's like there are quite a few lounges here. But it's funny, there are not as many as I thought there would be. So really? when, I, when I look it up, when I, I'll like Google cigar lounges or cigar bars, like just anything mm-hmm. you can smoke inside, you know, yeah. something like that. It, everything that pops up is, this used to be a cigar bar, this used to be a cigar bar, this used to be a smoking lounge. And uh, I'm just, where, but where are they now? Like there's yeah. gotta be, <laughs> like I've been to pretty much all the lounges in New York City but mm-hmm. I I just know there's, like, the secret world that I don't know about. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. Like, I'm sure I'm there is. They're so not quite... eager to find them. <laughs> well, and they probably want to keep it that way. Not not because I of know. you, but they're probably, like, we just need to keep this down low. Like, we don't want all these people just flooding us. Yeah, that's true. So I could see that. Yeah, I totally get that. But I'm hoping through more people I meet and word of mouth, I will find those places. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have... um. I have a friend that, and I will, I'll send you his profile too. Uh, he lives just outside New York City. And I know he has a lounge that he goes to frequently. So maybe maybe he has some on the down low yeah. that you haven't been to. Yes, let me know. That'd be great. I know there's a lot of places in New Jersey too. New Jersey is like a huge cigar place. New Jersey oh. and then uh, Pennsylvania too. I know that oh, one yeah. as well. There's a lot out there yeah. too. Yeah, it's crazy. And, like, some places in New Jersey, it's, like, reasonable for me to travel to, like, public transit, like, an hour mm-hmm. or so. But a lot of the places, like, further into New Jersey or it yeah. like two or three hours. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, well, at that point, you know, you're going to spend maybe an hour and a half smoking a cigar yeah. and then you're going to drive home. But you're going to spend double the amount of time. Yeah, and that doesn't, that doesn't sound too enjoyable. Yeah, not totally worth it. Unless there's, like, some huge event or something. Maybe I'd go, but... Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, you're going to definitely kill some yeah. hours out there, for sure. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you yeah. messaging me. Yeah. I was, I was surprised. Dead. I'm like, I don't know anything. I'm like, I'm boring. <laughs> like, no, you're not. I just, I just work and go to the gym. I'm like, I don't know why you'd want to talk to me, <laughs> but we can talk. Like, sure. <laughs> no, I appreciate I it. That. That's exactly, you're the exact type of person that I want to hear from and I want everybody else to hear from. It's just normal people on a normal day who love cigars and you're so much more interesting than you think you are. Like, I've loved this conversation. This has been great. I appreciate that. But I think that's totally like the, and I think that's kind of the weird thing when you first get into cigars is I think everyone kind of looks at cigars and they see maybe like this kind of sophistication to it, right? 
But most people are literally just like what we are, just every average, every <laughs> average everyday Joe blows. <laughs> yes. Just like just love a cigar, right? And we're just normal yes. people, and it comes across as just having these like, because especially on Instagram, me, right? You know, we'll we'll doctor it up, or maybe you know, dress a little classy, because that's just that's just Instagram, right? It's a create, it's right. a creative flair. But at the end of the day, we're still just you know, normal people that just just smoke. Um, exactly. Yeah, but it's funny. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're just normal people who smoke, but we know how to take a good picture. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's all about the angles. Right? And I'm telling you right now, I found them all. And I, I know which ones are bad. And you never see them. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> it's always funny because people will say that. And I'm sure, you know, like you may get like the random, random compliment every now and then. And then in your head, all you're thinking is you're like, yeah, you're right. Because I didn't show you me sticking with my gut out. <laughs> yeah, right? like the, 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 30, the 30 I deleted before this. So thank you. <laughs> I do. Like sometimes I'll take a picture and post it on Instagram. And then I'll send my friends a Snapchat. I'm like, Instagram versus reality oh yeah absolutely oh yeah like like double chinned into your pillow like flipping oh, yeah. through your phone yeah that's, like that's me that's me right there 100 percent same <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so funny well thank you so much for taking the time to jump on this has been amazing and yeah I thank hope, you i really hope to get to portland soon and if i do i'm definitely calling you we should definitely yeah. meet up and smoke absolutely and then um there are a couple of and i know like outdoorsy things are more mine and i'm not trying to be creepy like hey you want to meet up with a stranger yeah. go drive out in the middle of the woods but absolutely you know when you guys come out here there's definitely some like viewpoints like Montnomah falls and the stuff that are closer that are a little more like outdoorsy and may just be like a whole new perspective on oregon outside of portland that are super close oh, within like 30 40 God. minutes so definitely oh, let me know and we'll we'll set something up Oh, I would love that so much. That sounds so good right now, honestly. <laughs> Can I come tomorrow? Are you okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I got a guest here. Right. Come on over. <laughs> I'll be there. Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thank you again so much. This has been great. And I hope to see you soon. Meet yeah, you absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> just let me know when and we'll make it work. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a good day. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye. Listeners, thank you again for tuning in. And Jennifer, thank you again for jumping on the podcast to tell your story. I cannot wait to visit those beautiful Oregon trails and smoke a cigar with you. Everyone, I'll put Jennifer's Instagram handle in the show notes if you love pictures of dogs, gin selfies, amazing mountain views, and cigars. Go follow this incredible lady. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.